Hey everyone, this is Matt and Lucas here with a quick pre-roll for you. Uh, some of you may have heard there have been some absolutely tragic fires going on in Maui with unfortunate loss of life and just a lot of destruction in the cities over there. So we'll be including a donation link if you'd like to help support them over there. Please consider. Yeah, uh, check out the link tree in any of our social media platforms. You could also find it on thanksforplaying.live. Uh, we'll be shouting it out in our Discord as well. So definitely people will be uh, hopefully donating. Um these are really tough times. You know, it's always tough to see these kinds of things. I think visually, it's very difficult. I know a lot of Americans, a lot of our audience has probably been to the beautiful locations in Hawaii, and hopefully uh, people will find it in their hearts to uh, give what they can to the tragic events that have happened. So yep. on with the show. Thanks, guys. Hey everybody, it's Lucas, and this is Thanks for Playing, the podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. And today, we have a topical news episode. We're going to be catching up on a bunch of stuff. Uh, we got Gamescom, Gamescon. We got a uh, box office update for the end of summer, the end of August, basically the official end of the summer season for, for theaters. We're going to be talking about that a little bit. We're going to be talking a little bit of fantasy football and First, before all that, I'm going to be talking a little bit about my weekend. Chambers, who's here with us? Oh, I should Fuck probably yeah. intro the team here. We got Chambers. What up, Chambers? What's up, baby? Hot Mickey. What's up? We got Hyalette, Timuron. What's going on? Howdy, howdy. So before we jump into all the news, for all the good stuff, Chambers, you and I went to Vegas oh, last yeah. Thursday and Friday uh, for a birthday. All right. It was nice. It was a Thursday, Friday Vegas trip. So it wasn't a Friday, Saturday Vegas trip, which I yeah. do highly, highly, highly recommend because then you still have your whole Sunday to uh, recover sure the from way the trip back. It. Yeah. Less traffic, cheaper room rates. Uh, and turns out you'll win a lot more on Friday night on your second Vegas night. Chambers, you want you want to walk them through how I sat right. right next to you and I just out outpaced you on the slot machines? Yeah. Let me let me set the let set the scene. It's been 48 hours I've thrown away all my money. I have literally won nothing. I've on on slots. It, it's terrible. And then uh, I I went over to this volcano themed slot. Uh, I'm trying to change my luck. And Lucas sits down next to me, like, "Oh, dude, the music on this is sick. I'll I'll try it out." And like throws in like five bucks and immediately it's wins politics. what like forty or fifty 40, bucks like forty fifty bucks something like that yeah and that <laughs> probably happened it happened probably like, twice. like yeah you you won like forty fifty bucks more than twice you probably like four times right I won forty to fifty bucks on a single spin probably four or five times God. so it was it was crazy it was the most successful slot machine. Vegas trip. I did the same thing where my dad was playing. Sat, I sat next to him, like, and immediately hit a bonus and got like fifty bucks. Yeah, and like all the <laughs> did it. Oh, and and they have claw machine slot machines now in Vegas. They're like yeah, claw machines yeah. that you guys those see. You guys have seen those, right? I don't think like so. a regular claw machine. So it's a claw machine that is technically it's gambling. You have to be twenty one or over to actually like participate and do yeah. the claw machine but it is literally a claw machine that like grabs a ball and the ball has a random multiplier for the money that you put in so it's randomness mm -hmm. still there is a skill component to it 
it's kind of Vegas's way of sort of reaching out to younger people who aren't as into slot machines and are more into skill-based games. Uh, there's actually some really great YouTube videos out there on that whole concept. Anyway, uh, did the claw machine. I, it was in front of like half the group. I just put five bucks in and did the claw machine and won 25 bucks like right off right off that. And it was uh, it was pretty sick. Oh, yeah. So it's a good Vegas trip. Good Vegas trip for sure. Nice. Congrats. Uh, we, we did Resorts World. Uh, and it's like Mid. kind of the newest big property in Vegas. Uh, yeah. Pretty north of the Strip near the Strat. And great property. Really cool. It Okay. It was cool, but I got to... I got to give them a public bad Yelp review right now because <laughs> oh yeah I, please yeah they had there was hair in my shower there was crumbs all over the carpet um, there was Cheez-Its and Reese's pieces on the floor and then yeah. they moved us to, you know down eight floors and comped us like a fifty dollar meal or whatever um, and then twice my room card didn't work to get in and. I had to go like down and wait in line in the concierge to get a new card. And then the last day I tried to use my food voucher and it didn't work. So the voucher didn't work? No. So what happened Jesus was we used, like <laughs> That's 20, bad. we used like twenty dollars on breakfast <laughs> the day we got it. And then we're like, okay, we'll use like the rest of the fifty bucks like for our last breakfast. And then uh, they told us like, oh, you got checked out early, so this doesn't work, and so we, I had to pay for my breakfast. Dude, man, that's yeah. actually bullshit. I would yeah, be pretty pissed so if I was you, Mister yeah, Hilton, dude. Paris Hilton, whoever's running it, get your shit together, <laughs> Mister Hilton. Yeah, the, the uh, there is, you know, it is like interesting with Resorts World for those people, for those of us that frequent Vegas, you know, here in L.A., I think Vegas is kind of a mainstay attraction. Um, but for those of you that go to Vegas, most of the casino hotels are actually owned by only like three different hotel groups. Yeah. It's either like Caesars, MGM, or Station Casinos. So pretty much everything on the Strip is owned by like a few conglomerates. The And then rewards cards or like, you know, there's kind of a lot of interplay between the casinos with like rewards cards, employment systems processes and things like that resorts world is unique that it is like i think an offshore genting is like the hospitality group that does it so i had to get a genting rewards card uh of for which if you get the rewards card you get free parking uh so there's a little tip Ooh. for you guys and the rewards card is free oh i didn't uh, i didn't know that Damn. and while i was winning on the slot machine i got 25 dollars in free credit on the slot machine with the genting's rewards card well, so wait can we do a little mini tfp review Lucas, what's your what's your favorite slot machine? Oh my god, Invaders from Planet Moolah. It's like a cow themed alien slot machine thing. It's so tight. It was so good. <laughs> I won like a hundred bucks off of it. It's like the cows fall, the cows are wilds. It's like five columns, and every time like you win, the blocks get abducted, and then more blocks fall, and then create chain reactions. And if the more chain reactions you get, the more rewards you get. So if you get like four chain reactions, it's like I don't know Peggle or something. Or what's the what's the game where like the blocks fall and they match, and the more fall, the more match, and it feels really good when you Came chain Tetris. Not Tetris because you can't really chain. Oh, you it doesn't the game doesn't play itself in Tetris. You yeah. still have to drop blocks. Does anybody know? Oh, I don't know what that game is called now. I don't know. 
There's several of them. Meteos, Meteos Crush. Candy Crush, yeah, that's probably one of them. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever even actually played Candy Crush. That's but like anyway, Bejeweled. Yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this game, so like when the blocks would fall and you would just start getting chain reactions of like stuff, and then all of a sudden you got free games and like free spins, no, there was nothing better. And um, yeah, very, very much enjoyed big, Invaders big from Planet Mula. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, and a big discovery too, before I move on from this, the craps... Okay, so the craps tables at Resorts World were like 25 minimum. So that's not doable, right? No, but no. the craps machine that you could actually play in the casino where like it's just dice in a tube and you can like bet on your own screen and like you're just betting on the dice. I guess it's virtual craps. That was fun. That was a huge discovery. That's I was so sitting fun. At that like thing. The, the fun in craps is like cheering on with everybody at the table. I, I agree, but like this was craps like mellowed out. So like I just had my Jack and Coke, which is my go-to. If I want to play a mellowed out game, you just play like blackjack. I'm, I'm no, with this, you, man. there's one, but the craps machine has one dollar minimums. So Whatever. you could, there's no such thing as one dollar <laughs> minimum craps tables or blackjack yeah, for yeah. that matter. But so if, if you don't you get just, to put the dice in your hand, like I feel like I don't have fate in my hands. Like I don't. But you I could play, cra- you could play craps. You you could play craps and never roll the dice though, as well. That's oh, true. Chambers, you want to talk about your dice rolling technique that apparently is the most optimal dice rolling okay. technique? Okay. <laughs> so there's no <laughs> there's craps. there's science into this. So there's I need, I need to hear this. Yeah. Okay, for one, you always want to throw at a 45 degree angle. Um and you want <laughs> okay. to you basically want to get like as soft and steep of an angle onto the back wall as much as possible because basically you want to have as predictable of a roll as possible um, of your dice. And so for your first roll, generally you want to set your dice up so that um, every pair of faces of the two dice add up to seven. That way you can hit seven on your first roll. Um, There's two other ways of setting up the dice that basically will, they minimize the possibilities of a seven coming up and then along with that you want to basically throw them you want to put the dice like right next to each other and throw them straight forward with zero spin on them and so that way they have the least amount of rolls possible when they hit the back wall you basically are doing everything in order to minimize randomness within your throw this is why i don't like the type of thing that lucas was playing is because you just press a button and they kind of flip up in the air like you're playing yahtzee or something um whereas yeah, there's I, I so, the dice just optimize just the the sentence i'm optimizing my is dice roll yeah, is no, no that's goofy as shit just no it is hell. i'm not saying <laughs> I agree with that, dude. i'm not saying it's there there's more skill involved in like a video game than there is in in craps but Craps has not by the way you're talking. Craps has yeah. <laughs> Craps has the best odds in Vegas, and if you can do things yourself that even increase those odds just a little bit, that's that's a W. Because in most other games like blackjack, most of like there's even less s- skill involved in that. So um, I don't okay. know. But I'm gonna, I'm going to take I, any any edge I can get. I'll believe it when I see All it. Right. If we if we All end right. up hitting a hitting a craps table, Binions downtown next time, I'm down to see this technique. I okay. want to see you practice. There's it. also 
I forgot. There's also even placement. Like if you're left or right handed, there's different sides. Of the, like I think if you're right, you want to be right of the stick man, and you're left, you want to be left of the stick man oh because the God. throwing wow. angle's better. <laughs> okay, I, I could. I guess I could see yeah, that a little yeah. bit. I still, I still feel like an idiot even saying that. Uh, Mickey, <laughs> you want to talk about this uh, fantasy league you're in, where somebody drafted four QBs? Jesus Christ! That's dope. Okay, so I, <laughs> I, I just finished the fantasy job, and the positions are just normal. There's one QB, two wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end, defense kicker, and then like five or six bench slots. I forget how many there was, but uh, I went with a strategy. I, I was holding on. My, I was waiting on getting QB, and uh, because most of them. Almost every team had a QB. I think only one other team didn't have a QB, maybe two other teams. And there were like four QBs I would have liked. I would have liked, I, I would have been fine with Dak was at the top of the list and I was going to get him on like the round, uh, round 10 swing because I was at nice. the end of the draft. And, and then in the voice, in the voice call, they were talking about like inting, drafting all the QBs. So that way the, per, the last person who's like in the middle of the round who also doesn't have a QB, he wouldn't have a QB available to him. So literally, uh, he double drafts Dak, uh, Dak and Kirk Cousins. I think I am getting Geno. Someone gets uh, Goff, uh, and then another person. It's just so stupid. And then that that person <laughs> ends up getting Anthony Richards, and then on and then Bryce, and then he ended up drafting Bryce Young, already an, another QB, which is stupid. Drafting two QBs, uh, and then at the end of that round, that person who drafted two QBs, one already had Jared Goff. First, so that was his third, Q, two, second, and third QB he drafted, and then on the next round he drafted another QB. He drafted Jordan Love. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're just Damn. throwing this draft. <laughs> he wasn't even I mean, drafting good quarterbacks. Either. No, he wasn't. No, that's he like the guys. worst part. Was his starting yeah, quarterback? Yeah. His starting quarterback is Jared Goff. <laughs> or or no, no, no. It's it's probably Dak. He'll, he'll probably start Dak Wait, over was Goff. This a but... super flex league? No, no, no. That's it's a one crazy. QB league. Dang. And then an- this is another so funny how much this angered hot Mickey. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and, and another team drafted like seven running backs. Another team drafted like five tight ends. It's like fucking stupid. Wow. This is literally the worst league. Who did this? Is literally the wor- I got invited by a friend to join this league that's like has a primarily like East Coast people in it. And like they need a spot. So like, fine, I'll I'll join for like a toy to, like it was like a $25 buy-in. And then this shit show happens, just like pissed me off. I was like, God damn it. That's, so what's your, what's your lineup looking like? My lineup is pretty decent. My lineup, let me pull it up real quick. I bet you got Justin Herbert, don't you? I did not get Herbert, but I did get Keenan Allen and Quentin Johnston. Okay. Uh, I don't want to stack too much because, well, that's always... Uh, <laughs> bye weeks will also destroy you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have Geno Smith, Javonta Williams, CeeDee Lamb, uh, Jonathan Taylor... AJ Brown, Darren Waller, Keenan Allen, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Singletary, Jalen Warren, Ty J Spears, Cortland Sutton, Rashad Bateman, Quentin Johnston, and then uh, Brandon McManus and Steelers defense. Interesting. Yeah, that's my. I team. think you're missing some QBs. <laughs> yeah, you need like three more. You yeah, need at least like three <laughs> yeah, more. Yeah, yeah I, I think I need two more. I'll t- I will tell you, Mickey. Uh, two seasons ago, um, my dad. This is a one quarterback league. He drafted mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes like fifth overall, and then the his second pick, he drafted uh, Lamar Jackson in the second what round. What a troll! Was yeah. that in a single QB league? 
Yes, oh it was. God. And he came in second place I, that year. So what? For, the bye, for the bye week. God, I, I had a I had a <laughs> he, fucking dude, team. He, he drafted Lamar for the plan of trading him. <laughs> and he never traded him. Trade and he came in second place. So that, anything is possible. I, I hate that when like shitty players like that end up getting rewarded. It pisses, and, uh, it pisses me off. Highlight you drafted last night. How'd you do? Um, I think I did pretty good. So my brother is a commish for like his group of friends and his work friends. And Orion and I actually, we drafted in that league together. So um, I was planning, Orion was planning, nothing super crazy dumb happened. Um, except the very first pick was Josh Allen. Oh, number there's one. always That's someone dumb. that does that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah, but we were like, I was, I was on voice chat with Orion. I was like, bro, what the fuck? So he wound up getting Jetta, and I wound up getting Chase. So I had a fantastic, like, first half of the draft. And then there's this random moment, like, round three, everyone took a QB at that point. So QBs were just starting to fly off. So I just felt like I was able to swoop, like, my receiving team, I think, is going to be legit. My running backs, not so much, but eh, we'll see what happens. I feel like every time I try in fantasy, I don't do shit. Dude, also, three QBs went round two in my league. Mahomes, Hurts, and Allen all went round two. Hey, so for ours, we're drafting uh, this week, by the way, audience yep. that's listening Thursday, to this podcast right? episode. We're doing this Thursday. Um, what's I'm, I'm confused by the draft. Why, why are some draft order slots empty, Mickey? Because we're waiting on everybody else to pick their slot. So why people just pick their slot? I thought we randomized that. He this randomized, is technically random. I randomized like the choice, the choices. So who gets to pick oh. their slots? It's like... Make people feel a little better. Okay. So, so I got to, I was first overall to pick where I want to draft. Yeah. And you went straight in the middle yeah. for seven. Yeah. Okay. That's what I did get, by the way, when I was in Vegas, uh, I got a uh, drunk Chambers to give me a little bit of his draft strategy a little bit. So I can't screw him. However, I was drunk Ooh. at the same time. So I forgot everything he told me. I didn't Excellent. even know I gave you it. <laughs> you gave me some intel, bro, but I forgot. I should have took a note or something. Yeah. Oh, I, like I knew the uh, moment you told me, I was like, "Yeah, man, I, who do you think you're gonna go for? Like, what you know? Who are you looking at?" And then you just said names, and I was like, "Yeah, for sure, dude. That sounds good." I need to write those <laughs> and, just like, and I just like immediately forgot. That's yeah, so like, funny. and I made a uh, yeah. That's yeah, a, my my, my dad sends me like his like big draft board that he does every year. Uh, this year I made my own, but he still sends it to me. So I'm probably just gonna set forward that over to Matt and let him just go off that since Matt like doesn't know anything. Just let him auto No, leave him no. to dry. If auto-draft, he's not willing to put in the work, no, no dude. His ass. If Matt is not dry. putting in the work yeah, well, to read Matt, to do so. a simple Google search and like find right. a dozen lists, like I do, because I don't really watch that much football, <laughs> then he doesn't deserve to get your list, Mickey. Yeah. Come the on. Fir- the first time I did it, all I did was I had a friend just send me like the ESPN cheat sheet rankings, and then which yeah, are, they're not great, but whatever. And then he would kind of give me advice on what players were good as we were drafting and i feel like that's enough to get by if you can't get by with that you're you're a moron last year when we drafted in the family fantasy football draft i just literally had like three sheets up and i just like i was ready to go i just like had three different sources and that was it and i I did pretty shitty though so i i I usually have like five or six (laughs) i have one for every position and then one with everyone and uh overall together yeah okay that's a good that's probably better i'll probably do that on thursday 
this week. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good TFP fantasy football league. We'll, we'll yeah. update people as we go along. Yeah. And um, then I also want to start the survivor pool where you just like pick a team to a uh, team to win every single wait week. I'm down. That, that's oh, really fun. I like that. Cause like it, it's, that. it's no, way no, easier no. to get, get into. And there's like, there's no limit. Every, mm. Literally everybody, you can have like 200 people in, in the league. Yeah. If you want. Okay. To. I like that. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, I did a parlay when I was in Vegas on some baseball. Oh, and, did you okay. hit any? Did I hit? No, I hit like none of them. That was the crazy part. <laughs> I hit like none of them. So I did a four. Oh, I did a four uh, team parlay, and I did Los Angeles. I did. Uh, I picked Baltimore to win. I picked Tampa Bay to win, and I picked. I think it was Rangers to win. And then I realized after I printed my slip that I bet on the An- the Los Angeles Angels to win. Oh, that's Los a Angeles mistake. Dodgers. Yeah. And I was so con- I was it was so stupid cuz I like saw I was like, "Wait, aren't the Dodgers playing Boston?" And I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Why is it have them playing the Mets?" And I was like, "Well, whatever, they could beat the Mets." Wait, why are the Mets in favor? The Dodgers would destroy the Mets. Ah, uh, whatever. I like like every single <laughs> oh like God. brain cell was telling me how wrong this pick was, and I still was like, <laughs> no, no, it couldn't be the Angels, and I picked it. And uh, I think, I think Baltimore somehow lost. The Rays lost, and then I think the Angels actually ended up winning. Did they beat? That's <laughs> uh, on Friday. Or, on Friday, yeah, yes, on, yes. Yeah, so uh, that was the, dumb. Yeah. The Angels won the series two one. They won the first two games. Yeah, and Otani is still hitting, right? He is still hitting. That's pretty nuts, man. Honestly, yeah. just the, even him just hitting, like him pitching and hitting was like a privilege. On so, a cheat code. Yeah, now, so now, now, now he's now, back to being a re- – now he's Hercules instead of Zeus. So, yeah, cool. But unfortunately, just talking about baseball just makes me sad nowadays. Yeah, sorry, Mickey. It's yeah. very Mike depressing. Still injured? Uh, he got re-injured. He, oh, got, he, he got he got taken off the injured list for a day and then put back on it. I mean, how is he so injured all the time? I'm, I'm really know. not understanding. He's like a... Because he plays for the Angels, bro. Yeah. Angels fuck fucking ass. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we, should, we, should talk game, we should talk video games. Yeah, let's talk video games. games. Let's go video right, games. Cool. Go gamers. Um, yeah, let's move on and help Mickey's mood a little bit. We've been uh, going off on this for a while. GamesCon happened. Uh, Games GamesCon Con. 2023 in cologne germany uh honestly there was so much news coming around mickey i know that you were updating everybody actively in the discord as you were watching a lot of that or kind of understanding the yeah i'll only watch day one okay yeah there was five i mean i think there's five full days including like the fun stuff the cosplay contests um all the behind the scenes stuff good coverage from a bunch of people ign obviously and so many game trailers so many things that honestly i didn't were kind of new that we hadn't seen before and then some newly seen footage and trailers for things like lies of p starfield cyberpunk um so there's like a lot of good stuff so let's just go around the horn and talk about some of our favorites you want to kick us off highlight sure um the one announcement and i think there was gameplay footage on one of the later days that i'm super high for is black myth wukong are you boys familiar oh heard of it mm-hmm. yeah. i think so it's um, it I think it's a visuals. Chinese developer. Oh, did it? Yeah. I'm honestly mm-hmm. not surprised. So I've been following the announce. I've been following this game since it was announced like a little bit ago, and the premise just sounds sick. Um, because it's based on a journey to the West, which is one of the four great like 
Chinese literature novels. It's the literature that inspired Dragon Ball Z, fun fact. Oh, wow. Um, it, it inspired so many different animes. It inspired and, a lot, but yeah. I feel like Dragon Ball Z is like the one it, it, big, it is one the big like, one everyone knows that connection. And honestly, the gameplay just looks so amazing. So it's a Souls-like, which if folks have been listening to me for a while, not <laughs> super my cup of tea because I suck at them, but this... Just the way the game looks, the music, the boss fights in the game, and like what the um, the Monkey King's able to do with his staff, got me so excited to maybe give this one a shot. So for me on my hype meter, I rated it a ten out of ten because Dang. this game looks like it's game of the year like oh, level big, for next year. Big You're talking real big. Right there. So I, I it is. I'm. I'm gonna shoot my shot early. The uh, the enemies have numbers flying out of them, so that's cool. I think uh, oh, I, like I think the Fortnite influence is kind of leaking into the Souls games, so that's pretty cool. Um, this Unreal Engine Five as well, so yeah. that's pretty cool. Unreal Engine Five Souls like kind of count me in, honestly, when it comes to that. And I think is this going to be like uh, I guess Sekiro, but like the I mean, it's just going to be like a new Souls like Sekiro style where it's kind of like myth myth oriented. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Super. Yeah. Super mythological, super fast. I think mm -hmm. that's one takeaway I got from the gameplay trailer is there's definitely a rhythm and a cadence, probably closer to sicker than like Elden Ring or something. Right. Um, okay. But just the visuals and the presentation was just super stunning. I don't, I don't know what else sick. to say. Like it looks sick. One it thing does I, look so really really cool. One thing I love about the fact that China is taking over is that we're getting. We're getting everything like <laughs> stories are being sourced from another place now. Like where it's true. Like not everything's gonna be based off of like Rome or medieval Europe or other like yeah. white people lore. Mm -hmm. Well now we're gonna have China lore taken over. That's just kind of what I'm excited about is it's a different flavor. There is a lot of China lore. mythology. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack with Chamber saying China taking over, but I'm going to ignore it. Talk about how right below I'm, that, I'm there's a Pinocchio. There's dumb. a Pinocchio inspired Souls like coming out called Liza P, which was my hype meter game, which is German pretty lore. pretty much white people lore right there. If I ever saw it, right? Yep. Made by Koreans, um, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's a Liza P is a Korean developer. Um, yeah. uh, I did Mickey, see that. The Black Myth Wukong has, of course, the name Wukong in it. Did that give you PTSD or just me? PTSD of what? What Wukong? You, I know that name from one game. What League of Legends? Well, yes. I, I, why would I have PTSD? Don't, do, doesn't everybody hate Wukong? No. That's okay, like one of the like least damn. hated champions. <laughs> I hate Wukong. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's just funny. I feel like eh, just there's certain names that always like throw me off when it comes to stuff like this game looks sick. It's just like it'd be cool if it was just called Black Myth. You know, yeah. why Black Myth Wukong? Why is it got to spoil? Why is that name got to interfere with it? You know, what if it was Black Myth Lucas? <laughs> oh, yeah, <that'd> be sick. <laughs> I, like, I like that one. That would be tight. Um, Hot Mickey, what did what did you see? What did you like? Uh one thing that I was actually watching GamesCon for was more Stormgate information. And we got to see, they showcased uh, one of the new races. I think it was called the Infernals. Uh, something like that. It, but it's pretty much the RTS game that X, StarCraft 2, and WarCraft 3 developers are creating as their own studio as Frost Giant, 
uh, Frost Giants games. And that that's once that game comes out, I'm putting it literally every other game down and I'm only be playing that game. So you guys so have you me say, for it that long. Are you going to put down so, Street Fighter? I'll put down Street Fighter for it. Dang. Wow. Okay. Street, Street Fighter is just killing time right now. I'm having fun wow. with it, but I'm not like merely so invested in the sauce. Jeez. A time wow. killer. Okay. Uh, Chambers. Um, Any hype meter games? Hype meter, all I got to say is looking back at the uh, little auction draft we had, my payday three pick is shaping up to look. Oh, it's, look, nice. it's looking good. It's, it's looking, looking good. real nice. Um, Gamescom, especially with Ice Tea. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at the Gamescom g- 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 award. G- g- can you link that? Can you link what the draft is? I, I want to. Yeah, also we'll like see. Or... Let's find it. You could scroll up in the in the in the Discord. We could probably find it real quick. Let's see. I don't know what channel to look in though. The contributor channel, but continue, is continue, Chambers. Yeah, Gamescom gave a payday three the title of best pc game um wow yep that's a big that's a big name that's a big name to live up to um it looks it looks hella fun okay Um, okay i found them yeah you you got it for 180 which is really good for the best pc game (laughs) yeah it's pretty solid yeah yeah oh man of all time pretty good of all time wait that's what they <laughs> no, said no, no. <laughs> they didn't say that they just said wait. like of the year of the year could, could we do we have any more details on this working with ice tea thing that's like a, a headline on this payday three um yeah it's there's not a lot is it just celebrity is his just likeness i think it? he's just gonna make an appearance yeah. of someone there's not really any clear details on i what. I, I have an idea of what they're probably gonna do with it because i play payday 2 a yeah. decent amount so i think ice he's just gonna play a character where he um he gives you like your like heist missions okay or some yeah. of them depending on some point because in the last game lewis reddick um reprised his role as the concierge from the continental and john wick so there was like oh. a series of john wick themed heists okay. and missions so it was essentially him providing voice work and context yeah. to why you're stealing x is it so it seems like ice t is doing the same thing is it law and order that ice t accent yeah svu are they gonna do some law and order payday three collabs i hope so probably <laughs> Find find the pedophile in the girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, I I'm I still need to be sold on payday. I'm sorry. I like Dude. I'm not seeing it. Uh, it's like, can can someone explain the f- like the form? Do you know what the formula of the game is? You and the homies go pull off a heist and then like get into a yeah. firefight and then the cops. Yeah, the cops get called. You got to bust your yeah. way out, sneak your way out. Um. That's it. A lot. Oh, that's what a else dope do premise need? to me. Yeah. yeah. What is that? But like, I mean, you go ice the longer you, t- so the longer you take, like if things go south or if you're taking a long time, imagine the GTA cop meter going up. Yeah. So okay. the Joaquin first few cops in. you see, like they're like B cops, whatever cops. And then you start seeing SWAT and then you start seeing like dudes in full blown, like bomb gear with like mini guns so the difficulty scale so it also becomes like a survival game so 
you're surviving, but at the same time, you still have to pull off the heist or the mission. So okay, it encouraged some levels encouraged certain gameplay. Like me and the homies, we got like the initial bank um, level in Payday Two to a science where nothing's triggered and we get out with the max dollar. But if you fuck up, then you're fighting like four juggernauts like a suburban street, and you're like. Yeah, that's that's the fun part of it, is you're with the homies, difficulty scale, so there's just a lot of like oh shit panic gameplay like okay. in response to the game. Yeah. And then so. people like you the people on the team have different like jobs, I'm assuming. So it's not just yes. everyone doing the same thing. Yeah. Like someone is watching yeah. cameras, somebody is hacking, somebody is sneaking yeah. around, somebody's the muscle, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. And how big and if they, are teams are we talking? Four man teams or does it go up to like Four. Four it's man four. teams. Okay. Historically. I okay. I thought we were going Ocean's Eleven style, you know, like a, d- a dozen people. <laughs> that no, would if they be carry sick. over anything from Payday 2, like each member has their own skill tree. So you could be the muscle, but what kind of muscle do you want to be? Mm. Like, do you want to be able to use saws like more efficiently because you can saw shit out of like, you know, where it's hiding? Or do you want to be more demolitions? Because I played as a muscle guy in number two. So okay. Okay. It's I- a, if I you have we'll all the it. homies, it's a good time. Okay. We'll play it. We'll play it. Hell yeah. Um, I'll jump to my hype meter stuff. Uh, Lies of P, I mentioned earlier. Uh, this game looks really sick. It's another Souls-like. Uh, and, you know, it just, it, it got like a really, it, got, it just got a lot more, um, like, of a look at GamesCon. It, it had a little bit of stuff during the Summer Games Fest. And I downloaded the demo. I played a little bit on my Steam Deck and really enjoyed it. Fast-paced gameplay. Tons of variety of weapons. Uh, they were talking about that a lot in the GamesCon stuff. And yeah, I mean, it's a dark take on Pinocchio. You play as, a, you, you fight like puppets and marionettes and things like that. Some of the bosses look really, really cool. Uh, and it's kind of got like this European dark gothic setting that I'm really digging. So more Souls Likes I think are good. And this one looks like it's turning out to be a really, really solid one. Uh, it is running Unreal Engine 4, unlike. Uh, Wukong, so oh. it's not quite next next gen, but it's still gonna Sorry. look really good. That's why it's gonna Matt, be Matt did get yeah. that for two hundred dollars in the auction. Ooh, he and did that. Twenty more mm, than payday. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's gonna be as good of a deal as payday. Yeah, that, that's. I mean, like it didn't an, even oh, get the best PC game of all time on an old <laughs> engine, bro. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm looking at Matt's lineup. His might be the most overpriced. Matt always has the worst lineups. Yeah. He went hard for all. Bro, the didn't he games. drop like half his stuff on Cyberpunk? Like he he dropped uh, on two hundred two hundred ten on Cyberpunk's DLC. Yeah, uh, two fifteen on Assassin's Creed. <laughs> two hundred Eliza P. One hundred fifty on Alan Wake. One hundred twenty on Sonic Superstars. And then hundred on FIFA. <laughs> that was this was the this is terrible. It's like, like so dude, bad. This is like Sonic Superstars dude, for one twenty. Who, who, who's bro? Who's auction? He paid more for that than like Orion did for Baldur's Gate. Yeah, who, dude. Like, yeah. Whose like, auction is actually bosses? like turning out really well is Orion's. Oh yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. He's like, the Baldur's Armor, Gate Ar- one. Ar- yeah, Baldur's Gate for seventy five is insane steel. And yeah, then Armor yeah. Armor yeah. Core six for. He also has Armor Court Six. Also, could be a yeah. Bob Starfield. No way that that shit bombs. I didn't know yeah. what Baldur's Gate was, so I didn't bid for it. Chambers, it's the same. Payday, Payday Three. I think your auction, uh, your auction, like real, like really hinges on Payday Three and yeah. Super Mario Bros. Wonder. I, I think you'll be a contender at the end of the year. I yeah. think Matt's already out. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I, I think no way. I think Orion's probably gonna take it, but 
Dude, I think he got the dub. Like once Baldur's Gate became what it was, yeah. it's like there's no yeah, way. Got sad. Well, yeah, that, that is such insane value. He does need Starfield to be good. I will say, no, he I can't have, just it, have Star, Starfield doesn't even have to be great. It has to be good for how much value he's getting yeah. at Baldur's Gate. Yeah, that's Th- true. There's almost no shot that uh, he could even have. He could even have Silk Song not come out but, and still win. But how, yeah. how, how are they scaling? Like, but like, is it like say? Like how how do these prices increase? Well, we're, what we're gonna do is uh, okay. I spoiler alert. I've tried to come up with like some sort of way to measure true value. I'm thinking we find a dollar per Metacritic score point and just see what the value is on each one and add those up and average it. What do you guys think? I gotta I gotta see how Metacritic. I think as one FIFA metric because there's there's other metrics for success. It's like it's like uh unit sold money made no no it's like it's like moneyball right (laughs) it's like you buy people getting on base like you Uh, buy runs you know so we're buying okay okay i get it because in my head i thought like the amount you put in would scale with like how well it did so like the more money you put in like the more you profit profit off if it did well but then like you'd lose more if it lost but like it seems like to me like you want to like keep it uh separate like you spent this much, see how much money you make back just by like how much they made each on their I own. See, I see what you're saying. I, I'm I'm thinking like let's say you spend a hundred bucks for a game, that yes. game gets a hundred out of a hundred on Metacritic. Yes. You just made you you just zeroed out, like you have a perfect score in that particular index, whatever number we want to call that. We'll come up with a whole scientific yeah, formula yeah. for it. Okay. Yeah. It'll be on a spreadsheet. Okay. Don't worry. Here's, I got you guys. Here. Or or hear me out. <laughs> We just all come with bullshit arguments. Yeah, everybody tries to argue with theirs. I like that better. Because 2K24, game of the year. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let me, yeah, let me give one critique of that. So Matt bought FIFA 24, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's How not called FIFA good? anymore, Chambers. I'm sorry. Oh, EA oh, yeah. FC. EA Football Club. Yeah, whatever. Oh, my 24. God. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be the same shit as FIFA 23, okay? So... FIFA 23 got a meta score of 76. Decent, right? Decent game. Yeah. Uh, it got a user score of 2.2. Oh. Um, oh, well, that one, that's the one that got like really review bombed. Uh, okay, well, let's go check fucking FIFA 22 then. FIFA <laughs> I see what you're saying. Like, you could, you could have spent like a dollar on something at the dollar bin and it would give we're not it's, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be scaled it, it, okay. it, 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 like yeah. how much money you invested into the game there'll be a it'll be uh there'll be a denominator in their chambers okay all right yeah you know what i'm saying and yeah. a numerator yeah, I know what you're saying all right cool uh moving on let's talk a little bit more gamescon so who yeah. who else had some good stuff that they want to talk about because i got a few more uh that assassin's creed trailer i actually like it was got you going. me. It got, it got me going. Like I haven't, okay. I haven't really like followed Assassin's Creed since like the second one. Uh, I never really played it. I watched my brother play those, uh, pretty much like all the way through. Like I enjoyed the stories. That uh, just then I felt need to ever return to the series, even like pay attention to the lore. But the new one got me interested. It, it, it definitely gave me the classic Assassin's Creed vibes. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm into I hope it. So. Honestly, yeah. I'm on the same page. Like it lo- the trailer made it look like everything that people love about Assassin's Creed is coming back into this game cuz I don't know how you guys feel, but I have open world fatigue pretty bad. Like 
I'm playing Jedi Survivor right now after Tears of the Kingdom, and I just uh, I can't yeah. play for more than an hour at a time. Yeah. So I think Ubisoft levels. going back to like kind of a nostalgic formula, like for lack of a better term, I think is super brilliant. And I'm half Middle Eastern, so like the fucking vibes were all over the place. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, hell yeah, I need representation. Some, some matters, boys. Vibes in my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, did you guys oh. see that they dropped a teaser for Fallout, the TV show, on Prime Video in 2024? I did not see Fallout that show. They're making a Fallout it's show. On a different day. Uh, it was day one. It was. Okay. It, it wasn't a trailer or anything. It was just a teaser image uh, that mm. the Prime Video uh, Twitter account tweeted out. Uh, the content just says Vault 33 location Los Angeles Fallout, an original series coming to Prime Video in 2024, uh, and it's the Pit Boy doing his uh, little signature thumbs up thing and it's like a post the image is like a postcard and it says los angeles where dreams come true so pretty stoked I, honestly i'm into it i'm yeah. into it i'll tell you why is anybody here out on fallout i think people are out on fallout generally speaking yeah all my friends i'm are gonna be massive honest fallout it's a blind fans. spot for me so okay blind spot for you Mickey. I, I, I didn't ask my friends what they think about it the ones that are diehard fallout fans well the problem is that i think fallout 4 was uh disappointing it was a disappointing place to go from fallout 3 and fallout new vegas because those are very hard yeah, yeah. yeah sandboxy very fun people yeah, love those games. The, i love those my, games. My, my friends that are fanatics of the fallout series they're, they're usually referring to new vegas as yeah, their favorite for, yeah, four wasn't the best, and then seventy six was like a disaster. Oh, right, seventy six was that terrible. Game. Yeah, so so it's kind of two misses in a That's row in the last like decade, basically, because New Vegas came out a long time ago, and so did three. Uh, and it's Vegas just a, it is weird timing for a Fallout TV show. I gotta say, um, it seems like Bethesda is pouring a lot into Starfield. Uh, fall, this Fallout TV show probably should have come out on Netflix like ten years ago. It's New kind Vegas of my is thirteen it. years old. It's twenty ten. Yeah. My yeah, God! And like, if this show came out during like you know Prestige TV was still happening ten years ago, you know, and I yeah. think Fallout definitely needs like a very mature tone. Uh, it definitely needs to be really satirical and subversive and like weird, and it needs an, a niche audience, of course, and that always help helps like the way t- the way TV is right now. It would really really work for fallout it's just the popularity has gone it's it'd be like if you just saw like a like vampire i don't know it's like vampires or something it's just like we kind of moved on culturally for a lot of the fallout stuff uh and yeah i'm probably gonna catch it and watch it and hope it does well i am rooting for it and i think it's just interesting that we finally have something for it on tv so yeah i am curious how they approach the tone of the tv show because i think the fallout kind of uh, uh, that nuclear aesthetic is so goofy that it's going to, I think it would be hard to make it a serious show and not be bad. Um, I, I hope it's like a very tongue in cheek kind of goofy, funny show. Cause I, I don't know. I don't think that fallout is a very, do, do you guys think it's like a very serious it's, game? I, fallout, I don't really yeah. see it that way. Fallout has a weird tone issue sometimes where like the intro to every Fallout game is like dead serious where it's like the the opening line to every Fallout game is war war never changes and it like talks about bombs being dropped millions of people dying the apocalypse and then like an hour into the game is like the goofiest shit going on like (laughs) straight Looney Tunes level physics in like New Vegas and like Fallout 3 like really humorous dialogue that's 
almost never serious, like with certain quest NPCs. Yeah. And like, yeah, Fallout does have a little bit of a, a funky tone problem sometimes. I think for the most part, gameplay wise, it is on the humorous end. But then your mainline quests tend to be very, very dramatic, like played it played very straight. Um, so I don't know how the show will handle it. It, it will be a hard line, but um, if they could nail it, I think it'd be cool. Yeah. I will say we are in a pretty good year for video game adaptations in general. True. Like The Last of True. Us killed it. Super Mario killed it. Um, Twisted Metal. I haven't watched it, but oh, I heard yeah. it's actually Dude, pretty I've good. I've actually heard good things about Twisted Metal. Yeah, like, same. Like from the trailer, people were like knocking on like, oh my God, this this looks terrible. This it looked corny as hell. It looks so stupid. For sure. But yeah. I've heard great things about it. Same. Okay. Same. So I think Sonic 2 is another like more recent example. So honestly, we might be in the age where video game adaptations won't be so fucking god like god awful when they're so. released. Like like we so have I think Mario I have hope movie, for like, the times. Like we're starting to get good, finally good products for movies. Uh, for yeah, video game exactly. movies and TV series. I'll, I'm just hoping it carries over to anime. With <laughs> mainly with, with the one, one piece, piece. <laughs> oh, so, just always go back to I, one piece. I actually God. have so, I have so much faith in this. Somebody project. mark the I've seen, so many days since One Piece is mentioned by Mickey. Like, I, a sign. I, 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 I went a while, and a lot of times it was mentioned by you guys and not me. You guys are bringing it up. Mainly oh, that's Matt. true. Gear it was five. Matt. It, was, it was Matt. But uh, but yeah, everything I've seen from the One Piece uh live uh Netflix show. It looks so faithful. It looks like so, such a such so much love and care went into this project. Like I can't see how this show can actually fail. Can with they they even had the they had the writer be so heavily involved with this too, and it has his blessings. Like he loved it. It's like exactly how he pictured it. And it's like I, I, I want to believe. I hope I you're right, believe. dude. Like, I really hope I have you're so right. much faith. Like all my skepticism is gone. We may have to do an episode on it I'm when so it comes out, or at least like excited. half of an episode. Maybe a Saturday release, Mickey. I'm down. Okay, cool. Uh, sorry, Chambers, you're gonna have to watch the One Piece movie. Dang. You know what it is? Is that they? You know, there was a time in like the first generation or second generation of of, of video games where. It would just be like they just sold the rights to the character and the IP temporarily to Hollywood for the and like nobody was really involved creatively that originated yeah. the material. And now like everybody's pretty much learned their lesson and they're like, OK, the creators involved, people that care about the IP are involved. Yeah. Like the fact that everything you just said, Mickey, it's Oda, right? He's the yeah, mangaka. It's for, yeah, it's like if Oda's involved and giving his blessing, then like I, that actually does really have like a, like that does give me personally a lot of faith in the movie. It's probably going to be halfway decent or dude, good. Dude. You know? uh, one of the videos I saw, it had uh, the actor playing Luffy meet with Oda, which is actually a big thing. Cause Oda hasn't revealed his face. What? He's, he, he's never done it. Like people don't know what he looks like. He's like uh, dream. But, uh, but yeah, he had to meet Oda and like talked with him. And Oda's like, I chose you because like you made me laugh in your audition. Like, I can't imagine anyone else being Luffy. I found the Luffy in real in the real world. How did wait, I'm still <laughs> hang on. Can we stick on that? He's never shown his face thing. How's that even yeah, possible? I, I don't know how it's possible. But like all, all the Dr. footage, all the footage has his face blocked out. What? Oh so so have we seen it yet have we seen his I, face I or he just showed the guy i he just showed the oh, guy. The, the i don't luffy think guy. so so no no no, no 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 luffy guy we know who he looks like i'm talking about oda's oda's okay, face yeah yeah wait i'm i just googled 
Oda, and I, I see his face. I'm looking at his face right now, Mickey. Heidi. That, that, that CGI AI, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. You know what? Whatever. I'm, I'm, I... I'm cool with it, Mickey. Go ahead. Go ahead, James. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to coke a little bit. I don't think it's going to be good, and I don't think most anime <laughs> live-action adaptations can be good because e- even if you heavily involve the writers and everything, like taking this, these stories and turning them into live-action, what it does is it reveals the writing even more. It takes away the distraction of it being an anime. and This is like a shonen anime they're making. Shonens are like for... 14 year old boys like they're for younger than that <laughs> for what 10 year olds you know nine year olds and so the general i let me preface i haven't i haven't watched one piece so maybe this will be good but generally the writing is like pretty immature in that way and so it's really weird seeing actual humans act out such bad writing um so i don't I generally don't have faith in anime adaptations unless it's mm. a very mature anime. Um, like, like Death I, Note. Yeah, or I, oh, I, God. I had hope for Ghost <laughs> in the Shell before Scarlett Johansson was cast. But, um, you know, things that have a lot more mature themes. And So you're saying an Akira live action would be good? I would, I would kind of be down for Akira live action. Oh, my God. <laughs> I... I uh mickey do you want to counter that one real quick before uh, we move on i for the most part i agree with shonen's uh somewhat because like if say like my hero i think that could work work live action because just look at I, my hero is pretty much a sky high what disney yeah. did yeah it's like the same exact thing it could be done i don't think it's that difficult to make the superhero thing work with my hero i also think one piece like I'm like on both ends of the spectrum because one, one piece is a bit goofy, but it's mainly only Luffy that, that's goofy because like uh, he's supposed to be the foil to like the rest of the world he's in to where like a lot of them are like actually trying to be like super serious. Like if you look at the the Yonkos, aka the four emperors, they're all just like these scary looking people and Luffy's just standing over there goofy saying like, hey, I'm going to beat you all and you guys can't stop me. And like, what what is this audacity of this little rookie thinking he can do the appendas? And yeah. it's just the story of him just like meeting, interacting with the world around him. And it's actually really good writing. I think it's one of the best pieces of fiction out there. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm concerned, Mickey, with the 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 amount of hours of One Piece, like what the movie can cover, that would be compelling to the existing One Piece audience. It's, it's, not, it's not a movie. It's a full-on adaption series. It's a TV series, right? Yeah. I thought it was just a movie. No, it's a TV oh, series. So they're gonna okay. So we're gonna have a thousand-episode-long TV series live <laughs> action now. Like, how does that? I guess no, that's my point no. too. Is like how how can the uh, amount of well, one there's like a, there's a lot covered. of there's a lot of filler in the in the anime with like episodes where like it covers like. Some episodes only cover like one chapter and they're over okay. a thousand. Like it drags on because like it doesn't want to catch up to the manga too quickly or like they'll create filler episodes like those filler episodes wouldn't be created and they would skip over. They're clearly clearly skip over some stuff that I don't feel as important to the story. Like if 
but that's just my assumption. If there's a filler uh, live action episode, I'll be pissed. There's, there's no reason for there to be a filler live action, but uh, I I think there's a, it's it would still take a while for them to catch up. But it took, from what I understand, nine months of filming to actually get this season out, which pretty much covers when do they get to the grand? Oh, line. you're like way okay, man, Mickey. You're you're dialed in on this one. After that, we got to move on back to yeah, James because yeah. we talk about One Piece too much on this show. Which Enough for a few episodes, yeah. <laughs> Highlights, just like yeah, get me out of here, bro. Like, I want nothing to do with One Piece. Uh, Done, Mickey. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, we can just move on. Okay, okay, we can move on. All right. <laughs> Did you guys see Anime Spider Man that came out? Project Mugen. No. Okay. What? Please. I'm Google. Please look it. it up. Please Google it right what? now. I saw it on TikTok actually uh, last week while this was going on, and it's basically. Oh, I know what Mugen just, is. Yeah, it's just like the um, the added Spider Man here. That is no, look no, like Spider Man. It's Spider like the animations are so closely tied to like Miles Morales animations. People are oh, actually like, oh, this is different than what I was thinking of. Oh, is it? So this is like you know, it's like combat, but the swinging specifically is what people were on TikTok were going off about was like the swinging physics, the animations for it and stuff just seemed like a little too close to like Miles Morales Spider-Man. And if you look at it, there's actually some direct comparisons that were done on TikTok that I saw where I, I, these people might get sued, bro. Like it looks, I don't know how, like I don't, this, (laughs) the animations look so close. The combat obviously looks really different. The art style is obviously super, super different from Spider-Man. Um, this is like an anime looking game. Kind of reminds me of Genshin Impact. You get to play as a big booty anime girl instead. Yeah. Yeah, which swinging through the streets of wherever. Yeah, wherever they are. Um, it's like kind of a bright cyberpunk uh, setting, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess you know the headline. It's a fusion between Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and Genshin. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Uh, the game looks cool itself, uh, but definitely the way I found about it, found out about it, was through a negative sort of uh, you know take on the swinging mechanics and how they just are lifting a lot from other games. But we'll see how we'll see how this one goes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other one I wanted to talk about was also um, Off the Grid. Did you guys see that one? That's Neil Blomkin, the director of uh, District 9 and other sci-fi movies. Has a game coming out called uh, Off the Grid. Honestly, his interview did not instill a lot of confidence in the idea of this game. It was kind of awkward. But basically, the game is a battle royale style game with narrative in it. So, like... Hmm. It'll be a imagine a battle where you have 150 people mm-hmm. in it in like a battle royale mode, and then all of a sudden you're in a cutscene doing a story beat. What? In the middle of a battle royale, yeah. And like one of the interviewers at IGN said, "So how will this work? Like, is somebody just gonna be standing there watching a cutscene and then they get killed?" And Neil Blanc, or uh, Neil, yeah, uh, Neil Plumkin was just like, "Yeah, we're still trying to figure that out, or like find out what that looks oh like." Oh my god, bro. Yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, man. it was a little awkward. Um, and this is this is a little unusual, too, because uh, so Neil Blomkin, for those of you that don't know, he directed. Did you guys ever see District 9? No, I did not see District yes. 9. I actually you, got, you haven't seen District That's 9? The, I, is that the only good movie he's made? Uh, I think so, because he did Elysium. Yeah. And he did Chappie. He keeps trying and to just tell us that South Africa is in it, in equal, and we already know. Is it, is it, is it, 
Is that such a oh, bad thing, I'm Chambers? Actually, I'm actually I'm just pick this. a different country. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he's South. He's South African, though. <laughs> You're not uh, not into that. I just I don't know. Change it up. Just diversify. Yeah. You know, bit. District Nine is genuinely a really good movie. No, I do. Like, that movie's sick. It, it's really good. No one needs um, to go see Chappie though. Or... <laughs> Did you see Chappie? Did you get I, burned by Chappie? My dad watched it, and I sat through like a quarter of it with him. Okay. That was enough. Cool. Well. He's doing Off the Grid, uh, which is also a Kanye West song, which is the first thing I think of when I when I hear the title of this video game. Um, but we'll see how it turns out. Honestly, the, the interview is a little bit awkward. I know he's a filmmaker. He's not a game developer. So he's the chief visionary officer of the game developer. That's his title of the, the game developer that's doing this one. So we'll see how it turns out. But something to keep our eyes on. I'm not sure I would buy it in an auction, but I'm sure Matt would. Yeah. For two hundred dollars, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just way overpay for that's that. Di- that's not a director that I'd be like, "Oh, he's doing a different piece of media. I wanna, I wanna check it." Yeah, out. Matt probably likes Chappie. <laughs> <laughs> Is I'm that not, fair to say? I'm not gonna comment. Yeah, he probably. I haven't seen his side. Probably, say, but... I don't know. He probably does. He's like, "Oh, it's a cute robot." Yeah. All right, we got a few few more uh, little points here. Anybody got any other things they want to talk about besides Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty? I got a couple. We have to mention it for Matt, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. What you got, Highlight? Um, Did you guys watch the Modern Warfare 3 gameplay demo? I actually did. I I did did watch that. I am actually intrigued. I've been off COD probably since fucking ps3 at its heyday um but the trailer announced um for the single player instead of doing an on the rails kind of guided linear progression like mission style they're doing more of a sandbox open world style so you can meet your objective through multiple ways so the way the trailer looked reminded me of how hitman 3 was described like you know what you have to do there's more than one way to do it Mm. um so the gameplay demo they did more of a stealth approach and that concept just seems really cool to me. And I think COD has kind of been the same fucking game for years and yeah. years and years. Like I really don't give a shit about COD anymore, but this one perked my eyebrow. I've seen this work in other contexts. I know metal gear is a blind spot for everybody here, but the phantom pain metal gear five, which was Kojima's last like bit, you know, metal gear game. They kind of had that format where if you wanted to go loud, like to take down the objective, you could you could stealth it, you could do whatever. So I see it working well because I've seen it done before, yeah. but with just how well COD does do presentation, blockbuster kind of style set pieces of action, I can see this being really dope if it's pulled off the right way. So I'm still tentative. I don't. It's still a COD game, so I'm not getting my hopes too high. But if they pull this off, I might come yeah. back just for that, and I. Don't, I didn't see it in the trailer, but I heard somewhere else they're going to take that with the zombie format also. Okay. Or like Nazis, oh. like the zombies mode is also going to have this type of gameplay I, as well. I know it's the, f- so. I think it's the first time they brought zombies to Modern Warfare. It's usually in like okay. one of the Wait, there's going to be zombies versions. in Modern Warfare yes. 3? Yes. Yeah. That's, damn, my, mm. my seventh grade brain. Just, <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, same. <laughs> Yeah. Sam, I'm getting flashbacks to like early college yeah. of like, wow, the last time I might have been truly Damn, happy. That <laughs> was a good time. I'm ready to hop in. It was a great right time. Now. Holy crap! 
Yeah. So, so that one I'm excited for. And another Souls like, I already talked about me not being huge on Souls, but the idea is cool. Lords of the Fallen. Have you guys? I didn't see this one. I didn't see that either. So this one's kind of cool. So you're you're primarily fighting and acting in like a material plane. And then when you die, you get transported to more of a spectral plane. So it's kind of like an upside down world of the material plane. Uh, So you have a chance to come back to like the material plane. So enemies and puzzles take on different forms from one plane to mm. another. So there's kind of like an inverse mirror kind of thing. So with what we kind of talked about, like, you know, Tears of the Kingdom kind of having that upside down version. Right. Um, Majora's Mask, we talked kind of recently, like it's a very upside downy kind of flipping of the script of what we know and love the idea sounds promising so i'm kind of excited to see how that manifests because it kind of sounds dope that you go to like a fucking ghost gulag when you die yeah, yeah I was you can fight say, your way back to your body like, souls like gulag yeah, yeah i love it anything with a gulag so, one. Hell yeah anything with the gulag is sick i'm into it um there was so. a few more i wanted to mention too there was a metroidvania uh called akatori that looked really cool it's kind of an indie game that came around um platformer it's got everything that i really like uh which is you know obviously 2d adventure metroidvania style game uh the art style i actually did really dig it's kind of got like a cartoony looking uh, art style with really cool animations um i get you know described as a metroidvania with some slasher platforming thrown in um now this it is a little bit of an interesting spot right because the the big metroidvania is silk song if it comes out so this is like god it's it's just yeah it's just hard because i feel like the metroidvania since hollow knight came out and for people like me and mickey that like these styles of games i i I know i don't know you know a lot of tfp people or our audience is really big on metroidvania as a genre but steam world dig and like the last few years castlevania like um the one, uh, the spiritual successor to Symphony of the Night as well, which I played, which I'm already forgetting the name of. Like, the Metroidvania genre is pretty, Ori, uh, it, it's pretty saturated right now. And there's, like, a lot of variety. There's a lot of good stuff. And in my opinion, the m- complete mastery of it was Hollow Knight. And then it probably will be Silk Song again. So any new Metroidvanias, I'm really excited that they're coming around. I'm really hopeful about them. But it's just always, like, Damn. I hope it's as good as the other one I just played. Like, that's a complete masterpiece and one of the best games ever. Um, but always like to see these ones. And then uh, the other one I had was the Phantom Liberty, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Seeing more of it got me a little excited. You know, obviously Matt's our resident cyberpunk guy. Um, I do have a PS5. Maybe I'll uh, dive back in when uh, when the DLC comes out. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um other than that, I didn't have any other hype notes for myself. I just want to do a quick box office update for everybody here, and then uh, we could uh, move along. You guys got anything? Uh, for Gamescom or just anything in general? Let's go anything in general, Hot Mickey. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I want to talk about an awesome storyline that happened this past weekend in the LCS. So we had a oh, massive... The LCS is happening right now? Well, the playoffs just finished, and uh, the winner of the summer split was NRG, a.k.a. CLG, because CLG just sold to NRG, and what's and they beat Cloud9 in the finals, which is insane because the NRG lineup, their roster, 
So at the end of the regular season, there's an all-pro voting, and they do three teams of all-pros. So like, uh, ju- uh, uh, top, jungle, mid, AD carry, support. There's first team, second team, third team, just the best players of each position, top three. NRG had zero players in the top three of all the top all-pro uh, all voting, and wow. they won the whole split. And it is one of the greatest underdog stories in LCS history. So it was so cool to watch them actually overcome. Like, everybody doubted them. Like, nobody really gave them any credit of actually being good. And you have, like, their, ju- their jungler contracts who's been uh, in the LCS for, like, seven years he's only like 24 and he well i say lcs but he actually got relegated to academy for like more than half of that time worked his class way back up to lcs and was on like losing teams found his way to clg uh last year and they did pretty okay they kept the same lineup this year they did pretty pretty well in spring split and then they won the whole thing in summer uh, after rebranding to NRG, so okay. it was just a really wow. awesome storyline to follow. I see through. that they won against Cloud Nine two three one. Yep, at a best of five series yeah, too. Best so of pretty five convincing, series. pretty convincing yeah, uh, and, series. And right. after uh, I think Cloud Nine sent them down to losers as well, if I recall correct, correctly. Yeah, Cloud Nine beat them on Saturday the twelfth. Uh, swept them actually three zero. Yeah, and then they came all the way back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, speaking cool of coming story. back from losers, we want to talk about Snake Eyes real quick before. Oh my I, God, uh, Snake Eyes! Snake Eyes! Snake Eyes! So, Snake Eyes. Highlight, we'll, 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 you'll be the proxy audience for this one, Highlight, because uh, it's a pretty big deal. You, you, well, you've been playing. Uh, have you been playing any bit of Street Fighter lately? A little bit. A little bit. Okay, so have you played a little bit? Kind of Zangief? taking a break because of the, you know, being crazy past couple weeks. But yeah, yeah. I want to get sure. back on when things settle. So Zangief. Is Zangief right? Just like Zangief, hard to get in, like yeah. all that stuff. He's actually Zanny. by most tier lists, he's bottom, pretty much bottom of the tier list, you know. Uh, and this is and Matt's character, right? This is yeah, Matt's character. Matt's, Matt's character, of course. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> just want to make sure. Uh, just just Zang- double checking. A, a Zangief won a grand finals from the losers bracket side against a what? JP. Th- this which this is, is for North America's Capcom Cup qualifier, and he yeah. won it. So it was like a big deal, and like what? it was this past weekend, it was nuts. Like I actually watched it. It's a twenty-five minute video on YouTube. That, that Reynolds set was incredible. I, like the fact that like it's literally the worst matchup Zangief could like probably possibly have because it's just a zoner versus a grappler, and like right. this guy, this Zangief just manages to get in so much and just like Dude, it was it's surprisingly hype. It's, it was a pretty crazy chess match. I think it goes to show just how well balanced Street Fighter Six is. And yeah, it's more balanced like, than we th- thought. Th- and there's no, like, unwinnable or even, like, 30-70 matchups in this game. Like, pretty cool. Yeah. A- everyone's, like, at pretty close together. Like, yeah, there'll be hard matchups, but nothing's sure. unwinnable in this game. The, Everyone is competitive. The five-year-old that eats glue playing checkers <laughs> can actually beat, like, the old man playing chess in this game. <laughs> <laughs> is that your Zangief yeah, analogy? for sure, yeah. Okay, love it. Uh, <laughs> wow! I just don't. Even, I don't really know how to react to that uh, analogy at all. Honestly, it's, it's genius. I don't either. Yeah. I love it. Um, all right. So I want. I want to do a little quiz for you guys, real quick. What's the number one movie of the year, twenty twenty three? I'm assuming it's going to be Barbie. What you got, Mickey? What you got, Chambers? 
Don't look it up. Perfect. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> I'm not a big movie person. I, I was like, afraid. Literally, literally Oppenheimer. <laughs> God, no. I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure Oppenheimer and Barbie are the only two movies Wait, I've seen this oh, year that I released like, this year. Oh, do you mean like sales-wise? Or what do I think? Yeah, box office-wise. Oh, no, I, I, I would guess Barbie. Oh, it's Barbie. I would guess okay. Barbie. I thought you meant yeah, like yeah. in quality of movie. Yeah, I thought you meant quality yeah, yeah. too. No, no, no. We're not. We're not in. We're not in conversation. We're not doing quality on this show. We're talking about money on this show. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so this is crazy. Uh, Barbie has surpassed Super Mario Bros. As of I think in mid-August, this ended up happening, or you know, basically near the end of August. Barbie has surpassed Super Mario Bros. as a top-grossing movie of the year, despite it oh, coming no. out several months after the Super Mario Bros. as well, and is still making its run. Uh, domestic box office gross of $594 million. About to be $600 million here very soon. Uh, Super Mario Bros. right behind it, five seventy four, And then a steep drop-off all the way to $380 million for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Dang. Uh, okay. That's surprising pretty, to me. Pretty crazy. Uh, well, one, Super Mario Bros., huge success, right? I mean, yes. it's basically yeah. it came out in April. It was before the summer, like, movie. Oh, yeah, that's another going. movie I saw this year. It's yeah. also a kid's movie, so... It's also a kids audience. movie. It also yeah. has a lot of appeal, you know, just wide audience appeal, yeah. international appeal, all that stuff. And that's really, really great. It It is barely beating Barbie in terms of international box office, worldwide box office. It's still number one with $1.3 billion. And uh, Barbie is $1.35 billion is Super Mario Bros. And Barbie is $1.34 uh, so, just 100 million short. Dang. Yeah, it's it's going to surpass it, Barbie, as the number one movie worldwide for the year. And then there's a steep drop off all the way to Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which is not even a billion, 845 million. Um, not so even a billion. What are they doing? What a what a, uh insane year. Just wanted to keep you guys updated on that stuff. Like, I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff this year. You guys want to guess what's right after Guardians of the Galaxy in terms of worldwide box office? Slopenheimer. Yes. Yeah. Oppenheimer <laughs> is somehow number four uh, in, in, on, on worldwide box office so far this year. You guys want to guess number five? No one here is going to guess it. Not going to guess it. Well, actually, Mickey, you might guess it. Wait, I might guess it? Yeah. It's oh, an God. Movie. Must be is it movie. One Piece fast, Red? It is Fast X. Oh. That's oh. number oh. five. Oh. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I was like, there's no Mickey, way it's One Piece movie. Red. You love those movies. <laughs> those, right? They're awesome. I, I have not Dude, the seen Fast Movies. Fa- I haven't seen a Fast and Furious movie since before Dwayne The Rock Johnson yes. got in there. That, yes, <laughs> for sure. But Wait, who are you saying yes to, Chambers? Because two people oh, just said very different things. <laughs> okay. <Sorry>. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah I, I haven't seen a Fast movie since before Dwayne Johnson got in there. You guys want to know what number 12 is on this list? Uh, How are we going to get? Oh, John, oh Dude, great. why are we I totally to 12? I, I've seen yeah, more I movies. All the way to 12. I, I've seen more uh, movies in here than I thought I did. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been it's been a big year. I mean, I'll just go down the top 10. You got Mario, Barbie, Guardians, Oppenheimer, Fast X, Spider-Man, Little Mermaid, Mission Impossible, Dead mm. Reckoning Part 1. I saw Mission Impossible. Oh, okay. How, how was it? It was great. I loved it. Uh, it's okay. definitely one of my favorite of the Mission Impossible series. It's not making as much movie as much money as they were hoping for. Yeah, uh, they're hoping I to kind of. Yeah, it uh, it's got 551 million so far worldwide, but it did have a huge budget and obviously a massive marketing budget. So I don't really think it's broken even yet, um, but it, it will Jeez. probably get there. Um, Wait, so Mickey, and you, then you never watched like Fast Seven, Eight, Nine? Nope. 
bro. I did not. Damn. The scene at the end of Fast Seven when Paul AI generated or what CGI Paul Walker, Paul Walker drives away. Yeah, bro. Oh Dude, my god! One of the greatest moments Dude, the, in the cinematic feels. history. <laughs> Are you saying that ironically? I don't. I can't tell. Yes, Chambers. Okay, I I, th- I thought you would actually like that. Though, I do. You're a car guy. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because so the answer is yes and no. It's so goofy. I, what's the one I do where? Love goofy. What's the one where? Is it was it Dwayne Johnson who like Earth bends in like one of the no, movies? No, Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. I think Earth bends at the end of like six or seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight up, dude. Yeah, no, no, like so. So he fall he falls from like a height onto the street, and once he lands, like the Earth crumbles around him, like fucking like what Toph like would Toph, do like, yeah. and then I'm, they I'm, fall to the, like the lower level it's so bad I'm, I'm so just good. gonna I'm just gonna wait until they're finally done making fast movies and just watch all of them consecutively hey, bro watch, they're not gonna party. stop let's do it yeah. watch party I'm down that'll take like it's two, that'll Wars take like two time, days uh, real quick before I end this segment we saw Bo is Afraid Chambers earlier in the year yeah. back in April guess out guess where it's at in terms of uh, domestic box office rankings. Probably like 43. 68. Damn. It is below everything, everywhere, all at once. What? And that came out came last out year. Last year. Dang. Yeah. It's, it's, below, it's below a lot of things. Damn. It's actually below Gran Turismo. It's below Renfield, uh, which was that shitty wow. vampire movie that came out. I um, It's below Joyride. I hope whoever uh, invested into Bo is Afraid was not expecting to make money on it. Lucas, I think I need to know where's Cocaine Bear at. Oh, good question. Actually, uh, let's see. Cocaine <laughs> Bear is actually twenty-six domestically, oh, uh, right go. below Evil Dead Rise and two slots below Meg to the Trench, starring Jason Statham. Okay, classic. Can yeah. that just release? You did just release, so yeah, it's probably gonna go up a little bit more. Uh, yeah, it's kind of been it's it's an interesting year just looking at it. Mo- most movies, just as a general general kind of uh, news headline here, most of these movies have lost money. Just so you guys know, All right. yes. like movie movie the movie business, the box office business is really tough, um, and you know marketing with marketing budgets where they're at. Yeah. Um, it's it's become increasingly hard to make money at the movies it, as a studio, and not um, not Barbie to mention Mario. like they they don't get sales after the movie when it starts getting theater. That's a big thing now. Well, there is there is a lot of um, they're actually talking about this on the town um, with uh, Matthew Bellany, which is a really great podcast that I recommend everybody listen to. Um, it's about Hollywood and the business, and there is actually a lot of deals that go around um, after a movie is done with the theater run. Um, basically, the studio gets to kind of sell the rights to streaming services and mm-hmm. streaming platforms to kind of make up some of that revenue. There is also TVOD, which is just transactional video on demand. Those are the people that just buy the movie outright from like iTunes. There's still a decent amount of people that buy that. Damn. And DVD and Blu-ray sales, all that stuff still is a decent revenue stream, although it's not a ton. Um, but streamers do pay premiums uh, to get movies like when... Mission Impossible, you know, probably in October, November, ends up going coming to streaming. Wherever it ends up, like let's say it ends up on Max, Max will pay a pretty penny to get that on there because they know people will subscribe to watch that, you know, miss the opportunity to go to the theater now. But that doesn't play into the box office kind of mm-hmm. run, right? And a lot of those premium prices that Max might pay are based on the box office numbers. So mm-hmm. the more money it makes the box office, 
the more valuable it's going to be when it comes to streaming and somebody has to eventually pay that bill. So Can I ask about one more movie? <laughs> what movie we want to ask about? Where's Sound of Freedom on the list? Sound of Freedom is top 10. It is Yo. number 10 domestic box office. But that Let's is inflated. Go. Get in it here, doesn't Q. Really get in here. It, does, it doesn't count, though, because, <laughs> yes, it has made a lot of money. But here, here's, the, here's the trouble with box office. It's, like, made a lot of money in ticket sales, but not a lot of people have seen it because of the model that they went through with the movie. We talked about this, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Money talks, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there is a big, uh, just to kind of add to the Sound of Freedom thing, like there was a tweet I saw where the Sound of Freedom was rejected by, I think, Prime Video and Max to be put on their platforms for video on demand. And they're turning it into a whole victimhood thing. Like, oh, they don't want to know the truth. Like, they can't handle the Sound of Freedom on their platforms. So we need to find a way to distribute it to people oh so gosh. honestly facts yeah <laughs> i mean I, I i would be curious to see what the movie is like uh i might watch it Did they try to be it's gonna end up on some sort of it's gonna end up on truth social bro i'm telling you it's just gonna end up somewhere oh, probably just like it'll be on a it'll be a pin tweet on somebody's like feed yeah exactly or what are they called they're it. called truths right get and they'll get retruthed is that really? Wow. I don't fucking know. That's that's, a, that's where Trump is at. That sounds so fucking stupid. <laughs> Guys, keep <laughs> up. Come on. Truth Social. Y'all aren't on it. D are you? No. Okay, Maybe. then. I could be. Oh, oh hey, then. I might download to you, it just to, just to, you know, see the other side. It feels like Chambers <laughs> is a Truth Social guy. I, 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 I want to go undercover <laughs> and Truth Social. Undercover? Just yeah. see what's yeah. going on in I'll there? Be the, I could yeah. be the Truth Social correspondent for... Please, TFP. please, thank you. Okay. Let us know what. Yeah, get uh, us an update in the Donnie next episode. Saying. You'll run the TFP page on. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> hey. follow, follow us on Oh God! Hey. Oh my God! Trump fans have money too. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. They it's like true. they like video games. Yeah. Yeah. They watch LCS and watch GamesCon and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, I think that wraps up our show here today. Uh, this was a really fun episode, talking a lot of stuff. I think we went off topic quite a bit but hopefully people enjoy the one piece Perfect. talk uh, <laughs> all two of our one I, piece fans i sure enjoyed the one piece talk yeah of course, of course you did <laughs> my, uh, my brother will enjoy it so I, i'm uh, glad there's actually someone i'm resonating with right now it just felt like it's been a void i've been talking to but i know there's someone appreciating this now oh yeah that's oh, yeah. two people in a void congrats congrats you guys are, and uh, i happy accepted uh <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate you coming on the show here today. We are going to be drafting this Thursday, so keep an eye out in the general Discord chat. We're gonna see. Our, we're gonna post our lineups, right? I'm assuming after they go out, people oh, yeah. judge yeah. us. Absolutely. Right. Very, very excited. This is good. We got we got our lineups to keep an eye on. Our fantasy teams. We have our auctions to keep an eye on. Uh, there's gonna be some good stuff coming up through the remainder of the year. But thank you everybody for listening. This has been. Thanks for playing. Catch you next time. Scooby Bob. Thanks for Playing is a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Samuel Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Roll Call Bunch and Red Circle. 